Good whatever time of day it is you are listening. This is the PNA Podcast Express. Quick trip! Quick trip! We're doing our quick trip, doing our best. He's Adam Filkins. I'm Phil Nickel. Julie Stoliker joining us here for this episode. We're at the old STD Silver Tavern in Deckerville. It's Monday night. Not many people are here. Not a lot of enthusiasm, but we're going to do our best to bring the enthusiasm. We bring the enthusiasm. So what's what's new, everybody? How's everybody doing? Great day. Great, Great day. Great day. Yeah. You got to see bald eagles today. That's I, always good. I did. I saw a bald eagle cruising on an iceberg down the St. Clair River today. Straight ahead. Oh. I was on a website that had bald things, but not eagles. They weren't eagles. No. No. Yeah, well, That's what I had technically to... there was two bald eagles. Oh. Two different icebergs. Nice. It was. It was a beautiful day. That was a beautiful nobody, day. Nobody can beat that. No. I had a terrible day today, but I'm glad you had a good day. This is a good yin and yang here right now. So you got to eat a bunch of mussels. Explain these mussels. 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 In the shell. Oh, at the Junction Buoy. Mm. Little plug for the Junction Buoy there in Marysville. By the way, we're selling ads. Ex- yes. Excellent mussels there. Best I've ever had. Pound of them. Thirteen ninety nine, I think. That's a good All price. Of them open. All of them open. Ready to go. With a little ciabatta bread, a little cheese, and a very good broth. Just so excellent. a pound of them for thirteen ninety nine. Yes. That's pretty solid. It is. It's solid, and you're, you're full. I mean, it takes a little bit of work. You know, it's like one little. Well, nothing. Piece of meat, nothing. The shell. Easy you know. is worthwhile. That's right. Exactly. It's it's good. They are amazing. It better take a little bit of work, I feel like. Yeah. It, it is. Very good. Hats off to them. Best I've ever had. Wow. I need to go down there. I need to get you out do. more. I realize I don't get out. I don't do shit. Like, my life is so constrained. I don't go anywhere. I don't do anything. So, I have a hard time getting Phil to but, go on location but, for but podcasts. Their, but their view right. there is just second to none. It's right out on the river you can see the bend in the river both ways up and down it's just beautiful winter summer i'm trying to think of the uh the little restaurant in saint Clair that's right on the river river crab yeah yep yep yep. so so this is what my life i haven't been there in too long Mm. i was there a month ago fantastic place to go yeah really good place also if they would like to advertise this is what my life's become when i see when i see someone like has posted something on Snapchat or Facebook, and they're like, like say forty five minutes away. I think to myself, man, uh, they ventured out a long ways, man. That must be nice. Oh yeah, big so, trip, right? day like it's like a over, it's like not quite an like, overnight. Hitch but, up the horse know. and buggy, man. We're gonna be there all fucking day. So I'm kind of bummed. What would be when this airs? It will have been yesterday. We were supposed to go to the uh, wood chips in Lapeer. Oh, you ever, you ever been? No, no. Really, really good. Lapier, Lapier. That's like that's like way away in the other Down, direction. Downtown. The other Is way. that a barbecue joint? Yeah. Oh God, I love barbecue so much. Oh, it's so. Good. Whenever I used to travel, when I used to be somebody, where at before down, I became like, lame, downtown? right downtown. downtown. Yeah, right. Like downtown. when I go down to any of the Carolinas, I don't want to eat anything but barbecue. I'm not no. gonna lie. No, I'll. The best barbecue place I've, I think I've ever been to is in. Uh, oh. Down by Detroit. Um, starts with a W, and I'm drawing a blank right now. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Woodhaven? Is that something right? Wood, in Woodhaven? I believe so. And what is the name of it? Like Fat Matt's Barbecue? Or like- it's like it's like Route 50-something. And there's also one in Celine that is really, really good. Dirty Britches Kick Your Cock Barbecue or something? Because that's yeah. how you name a barbecue joint. No, I can honestly say the best barbecue place I've ever been to 
is in uh, near Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, and this like old man runs it. It's literally like like two old or two like the little twelve by twelve woodsheds that you get. Right, right. It's like two of those put together, and he's got a big barbecue thing out back. And so we were told that we needed to eat there. We were down there working. Like, no, that's what we had to eat. And uh, people are like, "You got to go there if you like barbecue. You got to go there." We're like, "All right, you know." I'm fat. Of course, I like barbecue. So we go to go to lunch one day. We're like, "All right, we'll go down." It's right down from where we're working. We're like, "All right, we'll go down there." No joke. People lined up for two blocks, right, to get this. And we're like, "You know, okay, it's going to be there. You know, it's going to be a good barbecue joint when." A, you get there and it's a long line, and B, when people tell you to get there early, and C, when you do finally, you know, reach the the pinnacle of that line and get to the front, and they're sold out of like three of the seven things they sell, you're like, fuck. Well, we took the second yeah suggestion, which was a sushi joint about like a block down. Yeah. So literally the line for the barbecue joint was in front of this place. Right. And we're like, well, this probably isn't going to be that good. But it was pretty phenomenal, too. Right. Oh, there's some inside joke shit going nice. on. No, no. I, I just looked up Best Barbecue Woodhaven. And, and Lowe's, Lowe's came up. Lowe's Home Improvement comes up because their website's mentioned Best Barbecue Grill. Lowe's and, comes um, up and says, if you want a barbecue at home like the pros do. You know what? Never it, mind that they have 37 years of experience. Okay. Then, I don't know. Then Big Boy comes up, too. That's kind of So, that's one of the things out. I would love. So... I've picked random foods and tried to, like, for my own taste, tried to perfect, i.e. lasagna, pizza, um, different variant pastas, as well as, like, you know, steaks, things like that. Like, how do I want to do them? How, what is good for that? Like, crockpot recipes. But, but the ultimate thing to do is barbecue, smoking meats. Like, if you can be good at smoking meats, I feel like you could conquer the world. Mm, I tend to disagree. I'm not a big... Not a big barbecue fan. Really? It's no. weird. I, I grill, but, but you I like, like a it. big old plate of mussels. Yes. Ugh. But I don't know. Barbecue takes so long. It's like an all day adventure. You got to put it in the smoker for like three or four hours. It's just. Well, it's supposed to be an event. You, yeah. get, you drink booze but, while you do it. It's like I making know. Thanksgiving dinner. See, I like throwing the steaks on the grill, four minutes aside, boom, boom, boom. boom. You're done. Salt and pepper, maybe some Montreal steak seasoning, and you're good to go. Yeah. Well, and if you really want to do it right, a little hollandaise sauce with asparagus on the top. Mm. I cuss, you cuss. We all cuss yep. for asparagus. Yep. I get it. Uh, not me. Good. Not me. You don't like asparagus? No, I do. I love asparagus. Oh, I fuck know. yeah. I it makes your, it, it makes your pee smell funny when you're done. I know. It makes you feel alive. You're like, holy shit, my pee smells like ass. Oh, wait, that's just asparagus. I know, but at least it makes you feel like your body's absorbing some of it. It's like, <laughs> it makes you yeah, feel like your like body's doing something. It makes you feel a little healthy. It's like, yeah, <laughs> we're taking this in. We're- asparagus. Never yeah. <laughs> never mind the uh, all the olive oil and other things I put on said asparagus. I know, a little garlic, a little salt, a little, little Parmesan cheese. Man, now I'm getting hungry. God damn. <gasps> God, slivered almonds. Slivered oh. almonds. So I'm a texture freak. Which is why, which is that. why I love a lot of different Asian foods because anything you can add like uh, peanuts to or pine nut, yeah, like I love texture. Like if you've got a soft and savory with a fucking crunchy and salty, oh my uh, god, 
I'm fucking sold, dude. Like cashew chicken. Oh fuck, yep. man. That's the bomb right there. So I'm I'm a sushi nut. And like the weirder it is, the I love better. sushi too. I love sushi too. Like, Absolutely. So really, I you know what? I gotta try someday. I gotta try it. I, I fell in love with all Asian foods when I lived out in Seattle. Oh I, I am like this old and never have had like sushi. That's okay. I know. It's crazy. Like uh, because Seattle's a fucking a haven for fucking Asian food. And like teriyaki places on every corner, and ter- and chicken and teriyaki. Is so who would have thought sushi was a hippy dippy thing? Go go to go to Tokyo Steakhouse down in Port Huron. That's what I've heard. I heard they're, it's they're fan- really phenomenal. good, and and the hibachi is phenomenal. But like, get some sushi because everything there is. Good. I have not had anything that was bad. I've had the raw stuff. I've had the cooked stuff. It's yeah. all really good. Hmm. I mean, I like rice. I mean, I like all that stuff. I just. Never so, really. No, so for me, put it all for me, the best part, of course, is the um, the uh, ginger, as well as the um, shit. Draw a blank. Wasabi. Yeah, the wasabi. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, the combination of the wasabi and the ginger. Oh, fucking money, dude. That's how. That's how you live. That's how you feel alive. It clears mm-hmm. those sinuses out, and you're like, oh yeah, it's gonna be a good day today. I've had wasabi once on a cruise. Did like the whole. Wasabi. They like you know where they're like they got the eggs on the spat. Yeah, it's like totally entertaining while you eat. They're really good at that. They are. Well, I don't know that there, but on the cruise ship, oh my god, the guy was like freaking amazing. Oh, they got a little. uh, They got one a little. You know, they put the oil on stuff with a little like guy that pees on it. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yep. That's some good shit right there. It's dinner and a show, mm-hmm. really. That's the, uh, you know. Uh, well, food is entertaining and it should be, you know. It should be an event. Food yeah. should be an event, which is why that's my argument for barbecue. So, really, when you're making barbecue. You're, it's an event. It's an all-day party. And it shouldn't be just you out there doing the barbecue. And if you're not feeling committed to, like, oh, I want to go try a bunch of, you know, sushi is kind of expensive, but it's so worth it. Yeah. But if you if you're non-committal and you're like, I just want to try some and see if I even want to eat it. Um, Kroger's have a Seriously. really good, no, really no joke. They have an actual Asian person and they're making it. Meyer does no a good joke. job with theirs too. Meyer does a solid well, job with theirs. So important. Not God. as good as Kroger, but Meyer well, does it. Yeah. Oh, because Meyer hires the Mexicans to make their. Yeah, Mexicans make your fucking. Although, if you walk into an Italian restaurant anywhere and there's not a bunch of Mexicans in the kitchen, leave right away because it's not going to be good Italian. That's no. what my Mexican friend Frank told me a long time ago. He's like, if you walk into an Italian joint and you look in the kitchen and there's no Mexicans back there, leave. Well, thank you, Frank. I love you, buddy. So Mexicans make good Italian? Mexicans make good everything. Well, yeah. God, who can argue with a taco? I mean... It's, they perfected food. That, Mexicans it, it, perfected food. A taco, mm-hmm. you can pick it up and eat it. No utensils needed. I mean, God, it's like the perfect food. It's so, got like carbs and protein and dairy and, and vegetables you can, all and in And you can dress one. it in a way to suit your all taste buds. Whether, yeah. you like, whether you like something overtly salty, whether you like to, to finish with like spice, whether you want something 
with a little bit of texture, whether you want something that's like savory. You right. can do everything right. to a fucking you can, taco. You can add like guacamole or add an avocado. So you can add some richness. Cream. Yeah, yeah. Creaminess, richness. Sour cream. Yeah. Or hot sauce. Any aspect of you, whatever aspect you love about food, you can add to a goddamn taco. Chunky salsa. Very true. Yeah. Yeah, taco is the ultimate food. So tacos are like the vodka of foods because they're a blank canvas. You can do with them whichever you please. And you can if you make want, them If you want lettuce, if you want onions, if you want anything, like add anything to fucking tacos, dude. Yeah. I've seen insane people add like kimchi to tacos. And I'm like, I what? don't know. And I'm like, holy fuck, this is really good. Yeah. Does that make it a Chinese taco? Uh, Well, yeah, yeah. More so, Vietnamese, but yeah. Oh. I got to go back to sushi here for a minute. Korean, sorry, Korean. We, I was in Korean Louisville, all places at a at a trade show, and I was there with with a Louisville, yeah. Louisville, 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 Louis Viley, Louis Viley. So we were we were in uh, in Kentucky, <laughs> getting lucky in Kentucky, <laughs> and uh, so two amazing things happened. One, we first we went to a bar. And I was what? There, I was there with a company. Wait, what? Like we, we were there like co-hosting a thing with a company. And uh, this is when we were doing our propane systems. Propane we're, and propane accessories. So we were there with a, a, a small propane company. And there was a much larger propane company that was kind of... Were you rivals? Yeah. Well, they were rivals with this larger propane Did company. Did you guys have like a West Side Story fucking dance-off fight? No, this, no, is, this story were, is even better than this. Go on. Big Sorry. Dog. Sorry to interrupt. So... This is even better than that. So we're, we're sitting there, and I get an alert on my phone, and I look up at these guys, and I'm like, oh, fuck. And one guy looks at me, he's like, you know, he's from the rival company. I mean, it was a friendly rivalry, but still a rivalry, kind of. And uh, he's like, he goes, what? What's the matter? And I'm like, oh, you don't know yet. Oh, your ass better call somebody. And he, uh, he was really high up at this company, right? Yeah. And uh, like... At his level, there were only four people in the company at that level. <coughs> and his phone dings. Ding! And he looks, and he's like, oh, what the fuck? Did and your like, company acquire his company? No. Another company did, though, like a much larger company. Uh. And he goes, fuck, I'm fired. <laughs> oh, shit! Shit! He, he's like, I've pissed off so many people at that company. <sighs> There's no way that I can I can keep a job there. Were the shots on him for the rest of the night? Uh, no, because he was afraid he did not have a job any longer. Oh, oh he should have maxed out his expense account on so, the right? way out. The small propane company that what I was with, do? I would max her out. I don't. I doubt that his expense account was still valid. <laughs> I was fired that, that, that instantly. Yeah, oh yeah, like boom, you out the shut dough, up, bitch. Really? And uh, wow. well, they were told not to go back to the show the next day. This was on Friday. The show That's still went pretty Saturday. Fucking bad. It actually was Saturday and Sunday, and they were told not to go. I've back I've been to in the some show. dire situations, no, but, but never, never that, that bad. dire. No, yeah. they always wait until the next Friday. Right. Because so you always get fired on Friday. We, we find never it's best Monday. to let people yeah. go on Fridays. Well, they they told them don't go back to the show Monday. They did get fired. Um, when they went, Damn. when they got in and went to work, they did get fired. And uh, I'm still friends with the guy on Facebook, and he now, now he's with another propane company. We'll have him call into the show and let's oh, talk so about it. So once you have gas, you always have gas. Yeah, is, yeah, you always, always have like it to gas? sell. I can't quit yes, you. You're very I can't quit you. And uh, there's so much money in that. 
Is people, it really? People don't no. even you don't even. It's a. Holy it's shit. almost a bigger racket than real estate. Did you know that? <laughs> Did you know everybody's that, a real estate expert? So we don't need. It's a huge racket. It, I, I see it, the money that some of these people pull in, and now I know why some of these uh, some of these brokers to the south that are legacy brokers that are on their second or third generations all have hot wives. I get it because they make fucking bank. All right, well, just for the record. I think you know the realty company I'm talking about. I do, and I'm first generation, and I don't have a hot wife. Just... Well, if you want a hot wife, call uh, call us at uh, 810-294-0455 if you want to be Julie's hot wife. Yeah, like... Have you ever thought about swinging that way? No, no, never. Would you? No. Somebody Uh, hot enough? If they were attractive enough, really? No. Why not? God... No, no, really? no. I've been trying to hook Philip with a hot dude. No, no, so, no, no. You, you, you know, the gate swings one way. But I mean, no, no. So no, you never. No. Maybe if you watch some like scissoring videos. So no, have you, no, no, no. So if you never, you've never felt yourself attracted to another woman. No. Like an attractiveness at all. No, not, so, no, not. You, you I, never said another woman's beautiful and I, I, yes, I find I her attractive? I, I find women are beautiful. I find beautiful women. I know lots of beautiful women who are my friends and they're beautiful friends. They're, okay. they're, no, they're I'm beautiful, okay with they're this. beautiful just, people, but no, I am not sexually attracted to them. Because no, I'm not. Generally, if you had to think about your life, probably 80% of all your problems stem from a dick. You know what? We're, we're going to up that to 90%. So there you 95, go. So why would you not swing the other way then? Because. Eliminate the problem, right, Adam? That's what no, I said. because sometimes they're the solution too. So, you know, it's just all. So dick is the cause and the solution to all of our problems. Pretty much. If you're a female. Well, if you're a straight female, sorry. Straight female. Didn't mean to alienate part of our audience. I'm sorry. Or, or y- y- we have an audience. No. Okay. Uh, I don't know how these people in Israel feel, but you know, they the Jewish people do not like lesbians with their with their hands. You know what? Yeah. They feel with their hands. They can read Braille. Yeah. And this podcast exclusively composed in Braille by the Helen Keller Society. <laughs> The Helen Keller Podcast Emporium. Yeah, so I have a, we I have, have a lots part. of listeners in the Helen Keller Society because you know they all have. We do, and that Anne Frank joke went over very well. Yes, so I have a part two to this story. Go on. So, the company that I'm with, which was the number three size propane company that just moved to number two, <laughs> we're in the number country, two. They uh, they said, "Hey, we got to go celebrate." So they knew, you know, from being at this show before, they knew of a, a sushi bar. <laughs> so we went to this place, and they have these paper menus. Right. And you write in, you know, you put a one next to if you want something or a two. Nine! And they literally just wrote, they wrote a two at the top and just a line through everything at the paper. Oh, the my paper. God. That would be so wonderful. This old Japanese guy comes out. He goes, you, you seriously want to order this? And the one guy's like, yeah. That he was goes, not cultural misappropriation. No, no, no. That's exactly how he said it. He right. goes, you want to do this? Yeah. He goes, do this? You, you really want to order this? And, and the guy's like, yeah. Yep. And he goes, okay, we shut down. We close. We only only help you. And our bill at the end of the night was $4,800. And uh, oh. you made their nut for the night. Because had, they not, had you not done that, they would have made like $700 for the night. Yeah. You know what? I got- so not only did they order two of everything on the menu, like, like 
Did they serve it on like a naked Asian chick? Like no. a smorgasbord? No, there were none of those there. Damn. These were all just dudes making fish meat. Well, it could have been on fucking naked a, fish meat dude, art. I mean. It was a, like, it was a whole bunch of Mexicans making Japanese. <laughs> is it Japanese? Yeah, Japanese? sushi's Japanese. Right. Okay, yeah. But like, not only did it, was it like all of that? So they it had was, all the Mexicans working out back to make this happen. They right. put the line through all of the alcohols that they had too, and some of the bottles of sake that they had were like two hundred dollars. Dude, I love sake Dude. so and much. It was so good. I love oh, sake. We were so hammered so even there. I was so glad so, we had okay, to get it. So, we, we are so I have a, a I have $4,800. How many people were there for $4,800? 18. That's, that's pretty You know good. what? That's cheap. That's cheap. Not really. You're still talking. I got talking. you beat. I got you beat. I went to a company little get-together meeting to a company that I used to work with. And our bill for like, I don't know, there was like 16, 18 of us, no more than 20 tops. Over ten grand. Damn. Dinner, drinks, everything, ice wine to cap it off, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" I have. A I was like, "Are you kidding?" I was like, "Finance manager." I'm like, "We can't spend this much money. We could have done all this with like a couple cases of Budweiser and some hot dogs around a bonfire, cooking our own shit and, and corn dogs." No, 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 no corn dogs. No, you no. gotta add the corn dogs. But I seriously, the crowd that was with us would have been so happy with a bonfire, hot dogs, and beer, as opposed to two hundred about two hundred dollar bottles of wine. That seriously, a bottle of wine is four glasses, four, and you have twenty people. That's one round. And, well, and, I mean, honest to God, I was like, and then they paid for all of us to stay there, which that was like a whole separate bill. And I'm like, holy <coughs> fuck, why? There's a lot of corporate money wasted. So I'm sorry. Oh, but, you know, again, we felt special. We felt very special. Oh, yeah, that's I what felt, you're trying to do is make feel, people feel like ballers. They're not going to do it. I was, so I was so my story is a little bit of opposite of this. One time I was at the uh, old golf course in Marlette. I was like 24 <laughs> years old. Oh, my God. I love and, that place. And anyway, I had, place. I had never, ever bought a round for the bar. And there was probably 25 people in there, right? Oh, my God. But it's so, two bucks a thing. It was like so, 50 so, bucks. Yeah, well, so I say, <laughs> I say all right, I want to buy a round for the bar. And so I buy around for the bar. <laughs> I, I had 20 bucks in my wallet. So I turned to Rick Diamond and I'm like, dude, can you like, you got any money? He's like, yeah. I'm like, can you float me like a hundred bucks? He's like, what? I'm like, I just bought a round for the bar. And he's like, nah, do you think a hundred will cover it? I'm like, I look around. I'm like, yeah, a hundred will cover it. It was $64. Yeah. <laughs> Told you. And but I didn't have to buy a drink for the rest of the night, man. And those people were my best friend. Oh yeah. my god! And I can tell you who was there. There was like, yeah, Joe with the skull rings. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I paid Rick back. Mad Dog was there that night too. That was fun. Kelsey was there that night, so they were all oogling at her ass. And I got so drunk, I fucking passed out in one of the side rooms, one of their banquet rooms, under a table. And she finally <laughs> found me. She's like. What's going on? I'm like, I'm fucking drunk. And uh, it's no reason why she left me. There we go. All right. Yeah, that's a good reason. She had a great ass. Still does. So Now some big black dude is just fucking railing the shit out of her, though. <laughs> Thank God. She accomplished her goals in life. Well, that ruined, yeah. her, ass. That yeah. ruined her ass. He's, he's yeah. built like a brick shit house, man. 
probably got a little pucker though. Well, he's in the military, and no, I he's a runner, so sometimes there's pictures of him in those shorts, and you're like, yeah, you can't hide that. Yeah. Good thing they're kneeling. <laughs> like, god damn. Like, good for you, girl. Like, like you thought my dick was adequate, but damn. So, wow. I will totally wow. let these people remain nameless. Um, right. But when I went to college, there was a girl that lived, like, she li- she lived with a couple buddies of ours. Yeah. And uh, there was her and another girl and then two guys. And the two girls lived upstairs and two guys lived in the basement. And... Uh, you know, there, there was nothing going on there between any of them, but the one girl... That's bullshit. The one girl started dating... Bullshit. Our, our buddy who played football there, Duran. Yeah. And it, it, he'd shoot me if... Well, I, I just used his name. Oh. Um, he'd shoot me if I used... No, names are changed to protect the not-so-innocent. Yeah. yeah, well, he didn't go by that name. He got very touchy about that. He went he, by Durand. He was a gigantic man. He was a lineman for Saginaw Valley. Right. And But, like, not fat, but, like, the type of person oh, that could like rip you in half like a phone book. Right. Ah. And uh, so she was dating him, and uh, we had heard tales of this gentleman. Um, and he wasn't shy about the fact that he was ginormous. Right. And so... He had big feet. Yes. Big hands? Yes. Big feet. He, big hands. he had big shoes. Big thumbs? Yes. Yes. And he... Uh, so... One day, we're just harassing the shit out of her. We're like, how do you even walk? She's like, what do you mean? We're like, oh, my God, you haven't yet. And she's wow. like, she goes, what are you talking about? We're like, you'll find out. Right. Then, like, a week later. She goes, oh, my God, my lungs been punctured. Yeah. Yeah, like, my bladder's not the same anymore. She's like, I have a sore throat. And it's like, yeah, you didn't suck on it And that's all. a kidney <laughs> shifter, yeah. Yeah, and, but it was just hilarious because she was like, oh, you guys, you guys warned me. We're like, we didn't warn you of shit. We just, <laughs> when, you, so, when you hadn't walked funny. So I have, in, I have in good faith, a friend of mine dated J.J. Watt when he went to Central. And apparently he's fucking hung like a fucking son of a bitch. She's like, I didn't even know what to do with it. He whipped it out. And I'm like, ah, I'm dumbfounded. Do I jump rope? <laughs> right. What? You know, like a blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> I, so anyway. Can I have a half order? She's like, yeah, I did my best, but yeah. Can I just have a half order? Very unsatisfactory for him, she said. Well, she didn't date him long. No, 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 no. (laughs) You know. That's why all those guys have tall girlfriends, because they need to have like a long. A long vagina. Mm -hmm. Well, they need to have a long rib cage. It doesn't like puncture a lung. It doesn't like. Give him a heart attack. Yeah, exactly. Like. Take puncture, a, puncture a fucking take out artery, a gallbladder, yeah. anything yeah. like that. You know, it's, just mix their guts yeah. around. Jesus exactly. Christ, you gotta have a tunnel. So yeah, apparently JJ Watt is a fucking massive hog. Which good for you, buddy. <sighs> so you're an NFL fucking all pro and built like an Adonis, and you have a fucking big old cock. Yeah. Damn it, life is not mm. fair. Well, and he seems like a genuinely good guy. I can guy identify too. with two out of three of those. Right. Yeah, but you know what? Like an Adonis, yes. <laughs> no, you well, know what? Okay, no. He, and he's sitting there and he's going home and he's looking at his dad going, You motherfucker, look what you gave me. You gave me too much. Nobody can take this. And he's pissed. Oh, I'm sure he's blown. Oh, and he's found women that can take it all, trust me. I've heard the stories. Well, that's sad. Have you have you hung out with any chicks at Central? Right. <laughs> Central girls. They're the kind I like. What was that song, man? There was a rap, right? Some dude. We should look that up. Central Girls. It doesn't have a copyright, I guarantee it. 
But it's a song called Central Girls. Some rapper, he went by, fuck, what was his name? What year it, was this? It happened back in the late 90s, early 2000s. I would say 1998, oh, 1999. Because I was in Central. And this, girl, this guy released a rap called Central Girls. Yeah. Uh, I, I did I, go to fuck. Central. And he had a line in there talking about Lil Chef and fuck. God damn it. Have you found anything? No, not yet. Oh, man. What is the name of this dude? When we were there, it was just hitting and people were fucking going bonkers for it because they're like, Central girls. Fuck. D- DJ Greenup? Yes, DJ Greenup. You got it. That's the one. This is the live version. <laughs> yeah. Was this at the Wayside? I believe so. It looks like it. Yeah, this is probably at the Wayside, the meat market, man. Oh, my God. The fucking meat market. Oh. I was there. I, I, I have we, been there. We used to travel up. So we, we'd, we'd carpool up from Saginaw Valley to the Wayside, and never, ever once did we come back with everybody. <laughs> Like, there was just a general rule. Like, you just call where you need picked up at. We'd come get you the next day. Right. And back in the day, we would just do that shit. So, play the Central Girls rap, man. This is a terrible version. No, he has a studio version he did. This is terrible. This is way drunk. So, look up DJ Green up Central Girls. There it is. He did a studio version. All right. There can't be a copyright on this, right? I would think so. I think DJ Greenup's name might be Aaron Miller. (laughs) (laughs) So give us a call, Aaron Miller. 810-294-0455. I know your beaker's going to ping because we played this song on our podcast. So I dated... I dated a central girl for like a week. Yeah. <laughs> and I get a call one day and she it's like one o'clock in the afternoon and she's just right. fucking hammered. And I'm like, hey, how's was it, it going? Was it Saturday? No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was like, I had already gotten back from class and she's hammered and she just goes, I'm really sorry. I slept with this guy. I'm like, ah, all right. Turn, we'll the, turn the hook oh, up. That means that she didn't sleep with them. She fought Yeah. Yeah. This was the shit back in the day, man. Need a girl from CMU. We need to feature this. Thank you. We need to feature this song a lot more on this podcast, I feel like. DJ Green up. We need to get a hold of him. I am. Yes. I am a shit a lot. Well, you've got his name. Yes. You've got his name. So... We always would bag the girls from Central back in the day because you know what? Let's face it, they were easy. Yeah. No, no, we weren't. We were not all easy. Most of you were. We we were not all easy. Then you did not 
venture from Saginaw Valley to Central. Maybe it was just a Saginaw Valley. I like lived at Central for four years. Loved so it. a lot of the girls that went to Saginaw Valley were there on scholarship, and they were good girls. So they they weren't banging anybody. But you'd go to Central, and those whores were just ready. Yeah. I'm gonna be a teacher. You and everybody else, I fucked here. Yeah, okay. All right. I get that. But the accountant, the accounting people were a little uptight. We weren't that way. <laughs> but I had some roommates that would train these people in and out. I, not lying. Yeah. If you I, want, if you want to get laid on any campus in Michigan, yeah, don't go, go to, to Central. Central or go to Central. Don't go to Saginaw Valley. Yeah. No. Well, Central's campus is more. Of course, anymore I don't know because the kids are all just fucking. Well, well, you know, and they were the, you'd go down Main Street like where the where the the frat. I'll have ten were. drunk girls waiting for you. I love that line. There was like all the frat houses were down on Main Street, and we would drive right. down Main Street to go to Sir Richard's Pub. Sir Richard's Pub. pub. Sir Richard's Pub down down Central Park Girls. That's where that's where our upperclassmen hung out. We did right. not hang out at the wayside. So let let me. I got a piece of entertaining the kids. Pub. Let me throw this part at you. There is a song literally about Central Girls being hoes. How do you combat that? You know what? I mean, to be honest, I think this was after our time of being there. But, like, Um, you know what? You can't because no matter what campus you go to, you're going to have your hoes everywhere. They hung out at the wayside. They did. Well, those were always the freshman girls. And let me phrase this, the townies would hang out. Like the non-college people would yeah. hang out at the wayside looking for the college guys so they could hook up and become the missus without having to pay for college. So Smart move. Yeah, so that's where a lot of that hoe thing came from was from the townies. They and, were hoes. It, they mean, were hoes. They were, they were like local hoes from like Shepherd, Mount Pleasant, like... Um, Elmont, like yeah, all that whole. Um, oh, Saint John, is it? Not Saint John, Saint Charles, is it Saint yep, Charles? Saint Charles. Yeah. So they would all, they would, the hoes from Saint Charles would come in, and like they'd be, like townies, they'd yep, be like. Blame it all on Saint Charles. They, I, I, I'm not. Those lying. girls are saints. Bullshit. I know some hoes from Saint Charles. That, yeah. No. So my boyfriend, my freshman year, but you know whatever. It was. It was. It an happened. interesting experience in Saginaw because, Phil, where was the cool bar to hang out in Saginaw? Uh, it was uh, Bubba's at the time I was there. It for when I was there, it was Hamilton Street, but that was because they had bands. And we right? Played oh, all no, time. we went to Hamilton Street too. But like, it wasn't like there was no like dance club. No. to hang out at like there was. So there was a club that was between Bay City and and Saginaw, like uh, just. Near oh, Delta's Deja campus. Vu. Oh, uh, no, no, it no, wasn't no, no, the, no, it, it wasn't was, the Bay um, Street Ballet. No, it was. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, what was the name of that like fucking tropical, club? It had a tropical name. Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah, what the fuck? It, yeah, I know exactly where you're talking about. It was, yeah, but it was and like it, I didn't ever tropical. go there. I was never there. So I loved. I, I loved all of either. Hamilton Street. I loved Old Town, but I hung out though. My college years were on Midland Street in Bay City because I I worked oh, in well, Bay City. Oh, the all, black all and blue, the black and blue. Yeah, Midland Street Pub, like, all those. Yeah. yeah, the black and blue was a good. Place. Right, Ratskeller, the yeah. Ratskeller, oh, yeah. one of my favorites. Still yeah. there, and there there are some really cool bars in Mount Pleasant too that weren't necessarily like college bars. The Central bars, Girls. 
like, the kind you, I like. You got to go, you know, like. We got to feature that song so back, much more. Let's bring it back. Back in the day, the bird was Thank the you. pool bar. Yeah. The bird, but we, what I didn't know was when we first went to the bird, that was a gay bar. Yeah, ah! it's like the first gay bar that we're talking 1980. I, I started there. Did you even know what gay people were in 1984? No, no, fuck no, we didn't. So you were watching, you were watching Police Academy, and they went to the Blue Oyster, <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? All exactly. these bikers in leather. I know. So All these guys year, are great dancers. They're really they good were. dancers. They're nimble on their feet. Yeah. So then we'd go to the bird and. There'd be all, all these good dancers. You're like, that dude's hot. And he'd be yeah. like, girlfriend, come dance with me. And, yeah. and they would bet, like, buy your drinks. And they were like, so cool. And it's like, they they were so kind and nice. It wasn't, like, threatening or anything. Of course anything. they are. It was, like, it was like a really cool, safe environment. Of course they are. Like, and if, you know what? If, and you have to, if you have to judge to some, of, those, some of the most non-threatening people on the face of this earth are gay guys. I swear oh to God. Oh, my God. Gay because guys they just are so want, nice to go. Well, they're, let's they're drop nice. your wallet. Right. No, well, but, they're, but they're nice people. They, they don't mean anybody any harm. No. no. They really don't. And, and they were nice. They, and it was and they're non- happy people. They're happy people. You know why they're happy? Because they don't have to put up gay. with fucking women. This is why they're called gay. It's because right? 50 years ago or 60 years ago, gay meant happy. And it was. It was like a happy Happy to be without the bitches. That's right. Exactly. You know what? And, and they it, take care of people. They're, so my biggest group. They were. One of my favorite big groups of friends from Seattle were all there. the gay dudes. Although they'd fuck with me a little bit, but that's okay. Well. But you know what? This is just means that people. Sort of the straight dudes, Phil. No, oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. You know what? But people are essentially good. Deep down, people are essentially good. Society has made them bad. So and, you know, and our judgment of society has made them bad, which leads me to my like total rant of the day, which is coming uh, up here today. Let's take a break. No, let's not. Let's fucking go to your rant. All right. You're going to have uh, DJ Green Up playing in the background of your rant. I hope that's All right. okay. Well, that's fine. Give us a well, call, DJ Green Up at 810 294 294 0455. Nice. Well, all right. Well, so we're on the, on the precipice of wow. Black History Month. That means the edge. Yes. We're, Black History Month is starting. Why is it the shortest tomorrow? month of the year? Yeah. Yeah, that's on Well, I know, but you know what? And I got thinking about this today as I watched the bald eagle cruise down the St. Clair River. Bald eagles make made you think of black people? They're not bald. No. No, but listen. All right. The the American the, the bald eagle is a symbolism of strength and unity, and it's like, and it's strong. It's like a symbol of our country. Correct. Yeah. Black yes. history is a big part of our history as Americans, and. What I hate to have canceled is, is yes, slavery was is probably in effect. It's wrong today, but it played its part in history and should not be ignored. Where would the textile industry be today if we didn't have slavery to harvest all that, harvest all the cotton, oh and, and provide industrialization for the new world? So seriously, it it did it it played a part in it. We would be a hundred years behind, if not it, for slavery. If it weren't for slavery, they played a part. That's an in interesting the take. They played a part in the industrial revolution, 
and their part should not be ignored. And so, I, no, wait, can I can I frame this a little bit? So what yes, you're preaching, you what you're preaching is we should we should we should celebrate forget. all of, no we should celebrate all of the hard work yes. under adverse conditions that these people suffered through and they put did. in. Yes, the same I, thing with the Holocaust. I because am the not. same thing is happened that, with that, medical am, advances. Am I trying to am I trying to speak through what you're trying to say here? You you said it very eloquently. Yes, Julie was very racist about how she said it. I no, I was not very racist. <laughs> no, I know no, you. I, I know you were. I understood is, what you're saying. It. it it plays like these a people, part in our history. These, these, and it should the, not the pl- be ignored. It should the, be acclimated, and we should not forget about and that. And not part. even these people. That was insensitive. But the plight of okay, the plight of this part. group of people in history, yes. really advanced us more than they are given credit for. Exactly. Exactly. And, yeah. yeah. And you know what? And if it weren't for them, we would be years and years behind in a lot of things. And. That should be celebrated. Their work should be celebrated. And they were freed. And it wasn't right, but some of them, I mean, it wasn't right. It, and it's still not right, but we corrected it. We corrected it by freeing them. Well, and, so, but, and I think- but that part of history, if we forget it and... And well, it's, cancel it's, it out and, and ignore it. It's doomed to repeat itself. Exactly. If we don't learn from it and keep it as a well, record, what's, what's, it, we're going to repeat it. Can I interject it. for yes. a moment? What's happening right now with pay scales and wages and low wage, minimum wage jobs in humans? Is that not modern slavery, I feel like? I well, can, so. Oh, now, now listen. There is a spot in American capitalism for minimum wage jobs is so but, people but minimum wage minimum job. minimum wage should mean you can still Advance. create a living on that wage no no no, no Min- so so you're saying minimum wage doesn't mean you should be able to live making minimum wage no i think minimum wage needs to be there needs to be those jobs so that there's an entry level point for college kids high school kids Working their way through and working their way up. Un, unskilled labor does not require skilled pay. Skilled wages. They don't. Okay. And, so, and I'm sorry. So let me give you an, I, let me I give don't want to be callous about it. So, you, so you don't want someone to be able to pay their rent working a job that they bust their ass at because no, they, oh, it's a minimum right, wage, deemed right. a minimum that, wage job. But if that's all that they if that's all that they aspire to do. So let me give you an Maybe they aspire for more, but they can't rise above. Well, you know what, then... Fucking pull yourself out by your bootstraps and get more. I don't yeah, know. I know. I can say that. You can say that. But are you but let, in those let me, people? Let me, shoes? Give you a, but, let me give you a quick example. So why are we like this society-wise? So, why is the pay scale between CEOs, presidents of companies, so drastic between the lowest paid? That's where the inequality comes in. But so a lot of so it's just because of longevity that? of the job that they're in. Most CEOs are not a CEO for more than a few years. Right. And you so know that, that's yeah. that's number one. Do you know that the higher up the food chain you go, the quicker you go. Like and you, I experienced it myself. So I climbed people, up the food chain, so and people, I got to a certain level. People are promoted. Boom! You're gone. People are promoted to their highest level of incompetence. Yes, and then they're let and go, you and then like shoot. Most of these people I deal with that have these vice presidents, these president tags, are terrible at their jobs because they can't handle it. But they wanted more. They wanted more. They wanted the promotion. They worked so hard at it that they didn't realize that maybe their lot in life 
was what, where they were at. And maybe they should have stuck at their forty, fifty thousand dollar a year job. No, no, and I'm talking about hundred and fifty to three hundred thousand dollar a know, year jobs. I know, but they should have stuck to their level of competence instead right. of progressing. But no one does that. So but, what I what I so, found. But you have entry level. I so mean, why should a CEO be paid six point eight million dollars? You know what? He if should, that company but, is making sixty eight million dollars and he's ten percent of the reason they're there. I mean, let's face it. There, there does come a point where the person that is that is making those level of decisions is work. so. If if they're a company that makes widgets, you're telling me the guy that sharpens the widget is is worth as much or know, more than the guy that's making the decision. No, of so, the guy who's like running the whole company. No. So here's what I've seen in the whole grand scheme of things: that guy with his boots on the floor, that's making your product, that's going out the door every day, knows more than. Than seventy five percent of the people above him about what oh. it entails to make oh. that. And, and I would agree to that to a certain point. But did you know that the majority, the vast majority, like seventy five percent or more, um, of they, CEOs are people that started that company? Yeah, and I, I'm okay with that. And, but right. here's what I say: if you're a boss, if you're a manager, if you're managing people, if you're a leader of of men, people, if you're a leader bring of people, people with you, bring no, bring them up. You should, and I've done this too. I've been a manager before, and I had thirty some people under me. Did you I share spent, your salary? Oh I, my god, no. you want them? No, but you, I spent at least half a day, if not a day, <coughs> talking to and shadowing every single employee under me to figure out what their day to day life looked like. Yeah, I bet you had them under you. No, it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it wasn't like that, huh? No. No, but I, but I, I just say you you have to walk. A mile in their shoes you to do. understand. And you the, know like what? as an engineer, when something's going wrong on the floor, the first person I talk to is the person who runs that machine oh. every single fucking day. Oh, for so sure. but that, let me throw this perspective at you that, because right. I've been in that role where I've had, you know, not yeah. not a you know multi billion dollar company or anything, but a a large company for around here where right. I've been the guy in charge. I'm the one in charge of making sure that there is payroll. Yep. I'm the guy in charge right. of making sure that everything runs smooth, the customers are happy, the employees are happy. Am I not worth? Is is my effort not worth more because of the the no, scope of it? No, it's worth more. It's worth more, but not grossly. But more. that goes to well, scale of how big the company is. Because if it, you have a company does. with it, with ten employees, capital. then then you're worth, you know, and you're putting in this much okay. work. But if you have a company that's got thousands of employees, you're responsible for every one of them getting a paycheck. And there does it come is, a point where so if I could, work. So, so if I could ask you. a CEO of a company that makes $5 million a year, that has 10,000 people under him, if I could ask him to name 1,000 employees under him, he couldn't do it. Who could? Name, name everybody on your Facebook. How's that a good leader? Name everybody on your Facebook. Oh, I, I could no. probably name 90% of them. Okay, but what I'm... It goes back. Like, take it back to, like, a small bank. Your tellers are your frontline people. Your tellers make or break your business. So what, yep. you're, what you're saying is, what, like... What I'm saying is, is everybody knows what their job is, what their role is. So somebody may start out as a teller, and some people are, like, totally happy being a teller. They, and what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it. They love their job. They get paid a decent wage. They're they're what they're fine with that. Then there's like 
a few of those people that say, hey, I don't want to be just a teller. I want to be a new accounts rep, too. I want to be a loan officer. And, I want I want to, and, they, and they move themselves up through the ranks of the bank. And, and banks are notorious for paying their tellers shit, but their tellers are frontline people. And so I, their I tellers are. Years of and, and why would you do that? But because These are the, you know, this is the face of your company. This is the face of your company. Yes, and because but some people are happy with not having to be so responsible. So now you're just paying no, the no, lowest no, no, common no, denominator whoa, whoa, whoa. of people that are happy. No, because they are happy doing what they do, and they like what they do. So you're feeding off happy. of their own insecurities that they well, don't want to advance, and they don't think they can advance. No, no, let me. How let is me that proper? A, let me throw a, a totally different perspective so at you. So you because want socialism? So actually, no, I don't want socialism. No, well, not at good. all. So then, I just think what? I just let think the pay scale between the highest and the lowest is too fucking drastic. Well, you know what? But no. that depends. When you look at the responsibility that a CEO has. Of a multi-million, you know, a hundred million dollar year company okay. versus what a teller has to do to what the, the revenue that they generate, it's so vast different right. that is. there there is there is a now I I will tell you, but answer me this. Bezos, who created Amazon, drives a Toyota, like does not he makes he's one of the richest people on the planet, but he started that company. And he is the CEO of it. Is he deserving of his pay? And and who is to tell him that he's not? He right. started because that company, you know what? But he which took, is the case with most CEOs. But right. he took the risk. The risk was his. And he took that risk to make himself bigger. He took the risk. He could have like been just squash and like outed. Or he could have taken the safe route and said, you know what? I am just going to be a teller. I'm just going to be a customer service rep, and I'm going to take the safe way, and I'm going to stay safe and have my have my steady income and know that I'm always getting that. Or I can put it all on the line, and I can risk it, and I can be the biggest success, or I can be the biggest failure. So I, so I, the I people in- I like, I I admire people that take Whoa. risks. I worked and, in banking. And do for, that. I worked in banking for a lot of years. I did too. And, and you know it sucks. You know, sucks I was on. I was on the technology side. It really didn't suck on my end. I enjoyed no, what I did. No, because you got paid to study. You know, you got paid a decent. You, yeah, I, back I was, then you probably got paid like nineteen dollars an hour, and you were good. Yeah, I was. I was a little better than that because I was pretty high, pretty oh, high level. Okay. Well, I'm, um, just, I'm just saying, like, but average. like. So I watched our company go from when I started with our company, we were about a hundred and fifty million dollar bank. By the time I was done there, we were a billion dollar bank. We had a billion dollar holding company. Which one? Uh, based out of Bad X. Oh, first of year on corporation. Nope. Nope. North Star. Uh, yes. So nailed it. We. we but they were. They're awesome. Our, you know what? And. You know what? And I know a lot of those people. I used to work with a lot of those people. They are really good people. And they risk a lot going out on their own. They risk it because they didn't know whether they were going to succeed. This is what makes America great. So Because they did it. They took the chance and they did it. And hands off to all of them that did it. So when I, when I started there, we were still under the original guy who started it. Um, and he was phenomenal. I mean, I... I 
I was lucky enough to have a position where they'd fly me down to Florida to work in our bank because they, they're a lot bigger than people think. Oh, they are. They're um, huge. And yeah. So I, they would fly me down in the company jet and I'd get to fly down with the CEO. And he was also CEO of a whole nother company. Yeah. And uh, which did a lot of manufacturing. And, yep. you know, they're, got they're to talk amazing to him people. And, they're amazing. But so would you like go, oh, like you don't deserve what you get paid because you know what? Your employees don't make what you make. No, no, I looked at him. I looked at him as somebody who was and you on said, the hook for every decision. And exactly. I, so what I what I saw in what he did and the decisions he made. Now, after he was after he passed away and and new people came in and took it over, the company was never the same. Like it, no, it was, but it, still, a, I, from what I understand, they corrected a lot of things and they're a good company to work for again. But like when I left, they were not. They were horrible. Like they had some people come in that were just. They kind of took things over that were just terrible. Money, 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 and yep. it's greedy. But but like but when when Bill Roberts owned that, he was and, an amazing man. He oh, really he, was. He was phenomenal. I, I had so many great conversations with him. I, he you was know, flying a, down to Florida. He was a great back. person. I met oh, he, him, he and was, oh, just just you know a what? phenomenal and his, human and being. His heart was always in the right place. He always wanted to see everybody under him do better, make more. So that's why. He, he strived to make his companies better so and everybody could do better and he could pass it down. And, and he, that's he awesome. Knew, he knew how to he knew Manages how to use the people. average he had. Uh, leverage, leverage the, the he advantage he had. So I, I have a great story about Bill. They were opening a new bank in Florida and literally I got down there and there's all these palm trees laying on the ground. They hadn't been planted yet and there's no sod laid or anything. And this place, I got down there on like a Tuesday before. They were supposed to open on Monday, the next Monday. And they were so far behind. So far behind. He so went I, out and planted them himself. No, 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 no. He, uh, so he got down there. I'm down there on Tuesday. He got there on Wednesday morning. And I'm there and I'm like, he's like, how we doing? I'm like, no, not good. Not good at all. And he says, not good, like, because with the FDIC and stuff, you're very, very, when you say you're going to open, you better open. Yep. We're supposed to open Monday. And, and he he looks at, at me, and uh, Ann Hansen was down there with me. And he says. Oh, I like Ann. She's yeah, good gal. And uh, we were down there kind of the one supposed to get everything up and running. Yeah, I worked with her when she was at Signature. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So great gal. Oh, absolutely fantastic. So he, he looks at Ann and I and he's like, Whatever it takes. And we're like, What do you mean? He's like, You have a blank check, make sure we open Monday. And while it was a ton of pressure, we put so many hours in but, there. You know what? But But it was also like, Okay. But get it he done. made you feel so important by getting it done. Yeah, and it was like, I mean, the blank check went for us. We, However many hours we needed to put in, however much overtime, he was good with it. We, It was a blank check, like, just get yeah. it done. And it was it was awesome. I mean, it, I, I felt, so I'm sitting there, and he's like, when he's I like, say, he goes, when I say blank check, I mean, you make sure this place opens one day. Otherwise, you guys are, like, dead to me. Yeah, but. no, and I don't think he'd have been like that because no, he knew but. it was a challenge. But he literally <laughs> gave us complete power like the people that were down there he was he just told them he's like you do whatever they tell you to they're in charge 
no questions. Just yes. do what they tell you to. And, and I mean, I was placing orders for stuff that I have no business placing orders for, <laughs> you know, because it hadn't, it hadn't been done. You know, and, but and that's what's so cool, and that's what makes America great is that you can have people like that that have more money than God and, and, and power to, to get things done and make things happen. And, and it doesn't always have to be fair and easy peasy for everybody, and you don't have to make sure that Lucy and Lisa all get everything equal. And it, it, it's not all roses, man. Sometimes you have to, like, just. Pull up your goddamn skirt and get to work and get it done. So and the greatest. I think you think I'm advocating socialism. I here, think and I'm you not. are. I got the feeling no, that I you were. No, I don't. But I'm not. I'm, is, I've seen. I see people struggle every day. But the, I, and I, I don't do think. Too. I don't know. You don't realize what I see. I and no. I see, I see the company making I, tons uh, of profits, and we could be paying our people a lot more money. No, but you know what? No, because you start paying them more money, then all of a sudden those coffers like close you're part up. of the problem. Oh my God! So no. thanks for being an elitist. I'm not it's not a, about being an elitist. I'm not but being an elitist. Let me tell you I'm a story that, a that Bill had told me one time. So right. we, you have to keep some capital back to keep it going, to keep it further. Because the minute you start making immediate payouts is the the day of your imminent death. All right. Let me just say this. I know nothing about business. I have an MBA. I know hey. nothing about business. I know nothing about business. Let me, let me tell you a story that Bill told me one time. Because yes, this kind of answers the whole thing. And, and it's a great story. So we were, we were flying down to Florida one time. And I don't disagree with you. And no, I don't disagree with you either. I think there should be more profit This is why we live in a very economically depressed fucking area that's dying. Because of people like... With thoughts similar to yours. No, no. Oh, my God. No, no. That's, if but that's me, what you want for your children and for the me, future, then go on. No, but I haven't told my children to take an entry-level job and stay there. Nobody's ever told their children that. But many people do that. They do. And, and then they, they expect to make $15 an hour flipping burgers. I'm not Nobody flipping that's a burger. Not what Nobody I'm advocating. Said. I'm saying that people that work harder than that should be paid for the work they do is all I'm saying and and I'm I not, see these people that have these outstanding skills and are working their nuts off and aren't getting promoted because nobody gives a shit but the things they do aren't fucking easy but they're not getting paid what they should be getting paid but the problem is you have people that do things that are easy that want to be paid what people who do things that are not easy are paid Okay. And Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Right, right now, right. right now, you can go to Walmart, and you can get a job within a few dollars an hour of what I see nurses making. Within a few bullshit. dollars an hour, yeah. and that's horseshit. That is horseshit. I can't disagree with that, but I'm just saying where I come from so, in the factory I work in every day. These people do amazing shit, and they work their. A lot of them work their I know asses they off, do. and, and they're not yeah. getting paid what they should be getting paid for and their skill set and their level. Let me give you, you a quick correct, story. You are me, correct on that. So, but so hold on, hold on, hold on. Socialism. I'm going to mute you guys in a minute. <laughs> Whoa. Let, let, me, let me give you the story. So, because this, this kind of ties it all together. So I, I was on, I'm on his private jet, his $20 million private jet or whatever the hell it was. Beautiful jet with a wet bar on it, the whole deal. And we're flying down to Florida. We left at six in the morning and we're flying down to Florida. And I asked him, I'm like, how did you ever get started doing this? And he gave me the complete story. Went on for over a half hour how he got started. He had like not even two nickels to rub together when he well, started. He, when he started, his wife was a registered nurse. 
But he was literally working in a factory making seat belts. Yeah. And he, he said, I decided that, you know, my wife was done with nursing school. We, we had enough money that we could survive. I, wanted, I thought I could do a better job making the seat belts. And I, I had a, a friend that I worked with at that factory. We decided we were going to do it better. And so they started making seat belts in a small pole barn. And pretty soon they added on the pole barn and they brought on a couple of employees. And he says, we're, we're like a year and a half into this. And we said, you know what? We need to sit down with our accountant and figure out, can we start taking a paycheck? We really need to start pay, taking a paycheck. And that's when he got with Heiser Hill and Kuzak. This, this was before all of that, actually. Oh. So he says, we sit down with our, our accountant and we're like, hey, can we start taking a paycheck? Are we at a point where... And he goes, he started laughing hysterically at us. And he says, guys, you're millionaires. You, you've, you are literally millionaires and you don't even know it. He goes, yeah, start taking a paycheck. He goes, you have plenty of money. Start taking a paycheck. So here's two guys that were sick of making the minimum for doing a, a, a job that they thought, hey, we can do this better. We can make more money. And they went out and did it. But how and many it, stories are like that with all these people that are making money? Oh, my God. There, there's, more, there's, there's more than how you How many know. people actually do that? Because how many people like to just... There's so many people that like to feel safe and secure in what they do. And, and they're happy and they're content. They make enough money to support the lifestyle that they've decided that they want. And, and Bill decided that he didn't want that lifestyle anymore. He Who's wanted Bill? a bigger... Bill Roberts. Oh. Yeah. He, he's the guy who owns North Star Bank. Right. Gemini Group, like the whole, like, yeah. owns like 10 factories. Well, yeah. tell and him to call me. You, you've seen... Oh. Well, if, if you, when next time you walk onto Ubley's Field, yeah. there's a big plaque because he gave a shit ton of money he, to the area schools. He gave and everything. back to everything, and he was not one of those arrogant, pompous ass. My boss and I showed up one day. He was a really, he was a great man. Oh, fantastic. Has he passed? Yeah. Yes. So well, my boss, and I guess I, I didn't know we were a podcast about kitchen, uh, kissing rich people's asses <laughs> that were that were <laughs> that well, passed. No, but, but the thing he, is, you would never no, know that he's rich. The, 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 the thing was, you, you're right. You, you, if you met him on the street, well, even his house in Ubley, I mean, it's a nice house, but, but you wouldn't go, oh, multi million. It, right. it wasn't pretentious. And thank you. So this is what is this is what capitalism is all about. This is what America is all about. You make of it what you want. And I, I still think that, the, yes, there is some social discrepancies. Oh, there's a lot of people. injustice. I mean, you know I, trust me, I, I've also, I also seen where because he, he joined up with several people who owned factories. So, like, the factories that Bill owned originally, those were the desirable ones to work at. You right, know, because they paid well. Thumb tool, they paid well. They, and then, they, there, then there were factories that other guys that he kind of joined up with that for the longest time needed to catch but, up. I mean, But the, the bad thing is about factories is, is because factory work is considered, production factory work is considered entry level. It's kind of like flipping burgers at McDonald's. It's entry level. Yeah. Until you work up to maintenance, until you work up into, into your skilled trades. You do, and but we need America needs ditch diggers. They need production people, but it's like it's supposed to be a stepping stone. 
people are supposed to move up and move on. And I mean, and if you don't move up and move on and you're content where you are, then fine. You know what? Don't bitch at me for your lot in life because you never strive to be anything more. You, I, I don't want to hear people complain about that. I really don't. I, well, and there, there is a, there is a aspect too where, you know, the guy who comes out and drives a truck out to pump up my septic wants to make 25 bucks an hour. And it's like, dude, you're shoving a hose in a shithole and flipping a switch. Yeah, you know what? But are you going to drive out and do... No. You know what? That guy deserves that. And I will pay anybody 150 bucks to pump up my septic tank. Well, and also, Phil, you and I had, had a discussion about this earlier. <coughs> Owning your own business is never has, like, the... Everybody thinks that you make all this money doing right. it. Right. And, and it's, it's really not... Now, it's big not. corporations are, are a little bit different story. But self-employed right. people, man, it, it's like if somebody wants to come out and pump out my septic tank and they tell me how much it is and I'm like, if it sounds like too out of whack, I'll call and get like a second price. And nope, sec- the other price is like right there. Long, I'm like, you know what? This is what it costs. Well, and also I feel that you people, pay for it. people get too much into the, like, into the mindset that... Like, I think everybody should make all this money, so maybe I should stop ever looking for anything to buy on sale. You know, maybe when maybe I should go and buy it at the most expensive place, and n- nobody does that because that's against human nature. Right. But maybe I should go buy it at the most expensive place because maybe they pay their people the most, or maybe they're the small business right? owner that so, that I should I should give this money to so you know that they can keep going. I support small businesses versus big corporations. Where isn't that socialism? No, no, it's not. Actually, supporting small businesses is not socialism. Supporting small businesses is actually capitalism at its best. So, because I support Raymond's Heart, like Raymond's Hardware, plug here. Which, thank they, you. You're welcome to be a sponsor at any time on our radio yeah. station. They, they, they have everything you need. You don't need to drive <laughs> our socialist to a major city. Yeah, our socialist radio station, I guess. But seriously, why would you... Like, I like supporting smaller businesses that are owned by self-employed type people as opposed to corporations Isn't that, that spreading the wealth? That have to answer to a board of directors and shareholders and, and such. I do like small businesses. I also believe that small businesses need to compete. They do. And some do, some don't. They, they do need to compete. And, but they, so if they can't compete on price, they have to compete on service. So, so let, me, let me throw this as the last thing before we end yeah, this Yeah, we need to get podcast. out of here. This is terrible. <laughs> this has been a terrible podcast. So like the last the, last thirty minutes really have, no, the last thirty minutes have been terrible. Yeah. Oh my We're God. gonna get Neil Young's gonna boycott us. And he you already know what? No, yeah. no, you know what? Fuck Neil Young. I love Neil Young's songs. I do. But you know, Neil Young has really disappointed me this but week. But Nickelback is gonna endorse us. Seriously, Neil Young <laughs> I don't think re- they will either. Ne- Neil Young mm. has really seriously disappointed me this week. Gotta say. I Seriously, I just don't know why artists can't do their job and I, sing I, I and just entertain. Yeah, just you entertain. Know what? You know what? Why does he have to have a political stance? Like and living it, in the free world, he should endorse. No, notice, <laughs> notice, Phil, that I have not thrown out the word socialism or anybody's a socialist or anything right. like that. 
I don't, don't ever I don't, accuse me that, of being a socialist. I do not disagree with what you're saying. That I think that I, people could make more. And I see these people every day. And all I'm saying, and all I'm saying is, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to say the person who works at the fucking gas station or the guy who flips burgers deserves X amount of money. All I'm saying is the people I see every day deserve more money for what the fuck they do. Well, and I, it I think depends what they're company talented. they work for, and it depends what they're doing. But when I see the discrepancy about even what I get paid compared to the fucking CEOs or the people that have a title of VP, like... When I talk to these jokers sometimes, I know uh, way more than they do. I'm way more educated, I, way more everything. Uh, I understand. But yet, but yet, they're above me, so I'm supposed to just kowtow and I'm supposed to just fucking bow to them because no. their title is higher than mine. And, and see, no. I, I don't think that... I don't think that any you should have to bow or kowtow to anybody. And I don't do that. And that's no. that's why I don't play nice in the All sandbox. Right. Well, <laughs> and you know what? And that's what that's that's the towel of Phil. Like, if I think you're a fucking idiot and you're a vice president, I'll tell you you're a fucking idiot. But, I don't care. And my my sixth, and this is why I'll never make it. Well, this is what my sixth grade art teacher told me, Mrs. Tubbs. Ginny mm-hmm. Tubbs. Her husband owns. Tubbs Brothers. She was like the best art teacher ever. And she said, who stood outside the room when you were born and said life was going to be fair? She said, nobody. Nobody stood outside that room and said life was going to be fair. She says, you work, you work hard, you do your job, you be a good person. That's the best that you can hope for. Nobody ever said life would be fair. That's fucking depressing. Why would anybody say that to a sixth grader? Man, but you know what? (laughs) But how true is it? Because you know what? Life is not fair. You know, and you know what? You get what you pay for. You get what you work for. You, and that's what she was trying to instill in us. You get what you work for. It's not going to be fair, and not everybody's handed an even deck. But a lot. But are. you work, now see my but art you teacher. You get what you work for. My art teacher was a little more realist. She was like, "If a kid does a better drawing than you, and you want that grade, you steal that fucking drawing." Right. You steal that drawing from that kid. If oh you're bigger God, than that kid, that. you beat the fuck out of him. You steal that drawing, Who and you get you that have? fucking grade. Did you have Mrs. Nesbitt? No, but oh. if I can interject. My art teacher in third grade told me your handkerchief over you self sneezing is not good enough and you're terrible. And then later she married my grandfather. Ah. <laughs> All right. And that's a true story. My, my art that. teacher also kind of married a guy like three months after he graduated. Ooh. Oh. Ah. Scandalous. You'll hear that next time. We got to get out of here. We do. We do. Well over an hour in a terrible podcast. Oh, my God. He's Adam Filkins. I'm Phil Nickel. Julie Stoliker, thank you for joining us. Even though I'm not a socialist, I promise you. I promise you I'm not a socialist. I've studied business inside and out. Not a socialist. If you could do anything or take anything from this podcast, it's make good choices.